This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the Garden Show, Frank Proctor. Good morning. In the next studio, Charlie, there sits James Patrick Dooley, the uh, voice that will greet our callers when they call in. Our friend. Our friend. Remember, we have a friend listening. Good morning, friend. (laughs) Good morning. So please, friend, give us a call. (laughs) James is lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you the phone numbers to get all that accomplished. Yeah, get questions or indeed uh, comments about something, even uh, a tip or two. That would be great. 416-360-0740. That for the Toronto area listeners. And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-740. 4740. And our little mantra, of course, is call early, call often, one question per call. Okay? Okay. And, oh yes, if you're a first-time caller, this is what you earn when you tell James that, I'm a first-timer. Okay. (laughs) I'll bring you in. I play Clarence. It's a wonderful life. Yes. But it's a wonderful garden show when you show you get up. butterfly wings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlie. Tip or two. I like that. I'm still thinking a about tip what. tip or two. Call us with a tip or two. <laughs> it's a long way to tip or two. Yeah, or a tea oh, no, for well. two. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, okay, so you want to sing uh, Happy Birthday to My Dad? <gasps> really? Yes, it's my father's birthday today. Well, what's his first name? Cam. Cam. Yes. Well, Cam, we are so delighted to hear the news that you turned made eight, it this far. Eighty-six what? years 86. old. Eighty-six. My God, isn't that great? Yeah, it's great. So I'll be. Well, t- what's Dolly taking him out for dinner tonight? Yes, you know Dolly. She's yeah. always got something planned. <laughs> um, I, uh, my brother, and I, and our. Sp- Spouses, or I guess that'd be our spice, are taking Cam and Dolly out for lunch after the show. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> All right. So a seafood restaurant. Well, well happy birthday, Cam. That's yeah, terrific. That's funny. Eh? All right. And uh, a big announcement. Well, big. Uh, it's big in the sense that I've got a lot of information, but it's also a big event at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. It is coming up this coming Thursday, mm-hmm. December the 5th. It is the annual holiday open house from 5.30 to 9.30 p.m., now, actually, you can start, if you've got time and you want to turn it into a full day, mm-hmm. starting at noon, there is a used book sale in the Weston Family Library. That goes from 12 noon, 12 noon until the, the show closes at 9.30. There's an organic farmer's market. That is every Thursday. Anyway, and of course, this is a Thursday, December the 5th. So from 2 to 6 p.m., the organic farmer's market. Really nice baked goods. Mm. Um, yeah, really nice ciders and all that kind of nice stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very lovely. Uh, Apple butter, possibly. Exactly. Oh, I Ooh, like that. I should yeah. pick something up for you there. Uh, yes, I might, actually. I will be there. Oh, but good. Uh, here's what's going on. So there's holiday shopping. Yep. 
Uh, the TBG's Garden Shop, of course, will be open. It's overflowing with holiday and hostess gifts carefully selected for their quality and environmental benefit. Shoppers will enjoy a relaxed, joyful, and festive shopping experience with complimentary cider and shortbread cookies. Wow. Yep, feed you while you shop. Then get inspired with designers from Sheridan Nurseries who will demonstrate innovative ways to decorate your home for the holidays, both indoors and out. Uh, and I will be part of that Sheridan Nurseries demonstration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help be the master of ceremonies and get good questions going and get the audience interacting with the, the demonstrators. There will be fresh trees, wreaths, and outdoor container arrangements, uh, both being demonstrated and for sale. Uh, so that's all very fun. And, yeah, bottom line, it's going to be a, a full day. Of course, Toronto Botanical Gardens is located at 777 Lawrence Avenue East. Uh, And uh, for members, this is an entirely free event. For those of you that are not members, it is a $25 uh, bill to get in. Now, frankly, membership is $25. So you're wise to join. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There you go. Anything else going on there? <laughs> Do you want to hear about the homeless kitty cat that hangs oh, yeah, around well, my house? Well, you know, well, I have my, my cat Dickens yes, and your well, cat. My cat Carter, who is not homeless by any means. He's just fatter <laughs> by the minute because he's taking advantage of the yeah. fact that we do have a, a homeless cat that is hanging out at our in our yard. And, of course, when we take food out to this little homeless cat, mm-hmm. our cat goes ballistic because after all this is his property so he has to get a spoonful too so he's blimping out like crazy um but in all that cold weather this poor little guy i've got like this little little lord fauntleroy cushion outside for oh, him and it's all nice. draped with um you know felt like uh, oh, it's yeah, actually yeah. it's like a blanket that uh, so he can snuggle up in there yeah just, oh. so he's it's under a table so yeah it's a snuggle down thing i i can't bundle them in too tight though because there's a mean cat in the neighborhood and of course you don't want the mean cat attacking the homeless cat so he has to always have an out and you know what's crazy is I got a very neat cat shelter it's it's from the Cat Rescue Society uh-huh. it's like a, a big rubber made tub with like an igloo ent- entrance in the side of it Right. it's full of straw and the idea is that it is a place where cats can survive 18 below conditions but my little homeless kitty cat who hangs around, he's too scared to go in it. Oh, so what do you gee, do, right? Yeah, How do you can't, yeah. You know, we've we've done the catnip trail to get him in. Yeah. We've done all these things, but he's just been too afraid. Anyway, oh, golly. it's all, it's hmm. very fun, you know. I'm gonna be a cat lady when I get older, just so you know. <laughs> I'll tell you maybe later on what, what Dickens' latest little trip. Well, I can tell you now. <laughs> he, he loves now getting out into the hallway in the apartment uh, building. Oh, racing just, up and down. Yeah, the he, hall. he he knows approximately when I I come home and that sort of thing. So he's standing Great. right by the door. I open the door, ping, he's gone. <laughs> and he just, all he does is go about five feet, roll over and lay with his feet <laughs> straight up in the air. But, oh, God. You know, get back in here, Dick. You know? And what happens if you yell at him? Does he run further or does he come in? Uh, he ha- Well, he's, no, he's learned now. I take my car keys uh-huh. and I jingle them and that does the trick. Oh, good. But he just wants to go out just to see what's going on. Yeah, you know? and the attention. He makes yeah, sure he well, definitely some kids gets... that play in the hall, too. Right. And, and we, it's, we find that delightful. You right. Know, the kids screaming and yelling. That's <laughs> You would. And, uh, yeah, because, hey, they're not ours. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Give them candy. Yeah, yeah, right. 
But uh, he, he wants to go and play with them, I think. You know? Yeah, maybe. So, well, and you know, they love the attention. There's no question. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, speaking of attention, yes. I hope I have the attention of all those uh, listening in right now at AM 740 Zoomer Radio mm-hmm. as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And you can talk to Charlie by giving our phone numbers a ring a ding right now, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And I think it's time for me to yes. start getting a little more active. You know, you, I think you don't right. get out as much as uh, you do when it's really, really cold. Yep. You don't tend to go out and do those walks as you should. But when you do get out, you want to be nice and limber. And you've got some great advice. I do. Well, because both you and I stay limber and pain-free. Just Absolutely. keep those stiff joints from stiffening up or being painful yeah. by taking Sierra Sil every day. So three little pills, uh, plenty of water, and both of us have found it's, it works quite well for us. Here's a testimonial from Nancy and Milton. She says, I started using Sierra Sil in, on August 26, 2013. Mm-hmm. I had tried using glucosamine, which was a powder, but was still taking pain relievers every day. Since August 26th, I have not taken any pain medication. Recently, I noticed my blood pressure reading had dropped considerably. I'm very pleased with the results I have gotten from Sierra Cell. So it doesn't work for everybody, but if it is going to work from you, for you, you will know within 14 days, which is where the phone number comes from, one joint 14 or check them on the web. SierraSill.ca, and you can pick up Sierra Sill at many health food stores, including all the Whole Foods markets. S I E R R A S I L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Frank Proctor here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. I'm going to put you to work, Charlie, right away. All right. All you are right. the sous chef. That is okay. your job. Okay. Uh, let's direct you toward New Hamburg, mm. where uh, one jock resides. Good day, jock. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, both of you. Morning. Yeah, I've got a couple of hibiscus that I picked up at the garden uh, uh, shop uh, back in the summertime. One's a beautiful red and another one's a yellow, and they're mm. still flowering. Lovely. And I'm just wondering, uh, what do I do after they stop flowering? Well, I think you'll find that uh, they'll... Con- do they have lots of buds on them still? Yes. Yeah, so often they get so much great sun all summer that when we bring them in in the fall, they're covered in buds, covered in flowers, so that's great. Keep them in a sunny spot, water as necessary. Eventually, you're right, they're going to run out of flowers and buds, but by that time, it's going to be January, February. Right. And at that point, or shortly thereafter, you're going to get out your nice, sharp pruners, and you're going to give these the, the plants uh, a pruning mm. because you want them to to be as dense and compact as possible. Yes. They tend to grow very big and very large, you know, sort of long branches, uh, and kind of take over our houses before we know it. So the time to do your pruning is when they're finished flowering, which, like I say, is February, March. Okay, okay. And, and, and how, how far back do we cut them? You can cut back 
just about as far as you want to cut back. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're very tough plants, very mm-hmm. vigorous. Uh, keep an eye, of course, because they are tropical. They don't really like our hot, dry houses. So no, I got them in the, in, the, in the back sunroom, and, and it, it gets fairly cool in the evening at mm-hmm. nighttime, but then, uh, you know, it does warm up maybe about 65 to 70 and during the day. So That's good. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and certainly they, they're good to, uh, you know, above zero, you know, several degrees above zero. You wouldn't want to go below zero with them. No. But they often will suddenly get white fly or an insect infestation will show up. You know, I sprayed up. them both three times before I brought them in. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, with this, that safer soap. Yep, good. And uh, so I, and I, I've got those little sticky things in, I, and I don't notice any, any bugs at this point. Anyways. Good. Well, no, you probably won't. So I was just going to say, keep an eye. January, February is when they do often start to show some, uh, some stress, and that's where we see the insects emerging. Okay, now do I fertilize them at all? Not until you're doing that pruning back. So that's okay. late February, early March. You will start fertilizing month- monthly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're just beautiful. One's a, b- a big yellow, co- yellow color, and the other one's a red one. They're just beautiful. So. Nice. Wow, that's yeah. great. Now, are you usually that successful with your stuff? Pardon? Are you usually that successful with plants? Yes, yes. With plants? Well, yes. I, I'm the gardener. My wife is not. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good for you. Turn on the tables on what's normal. Yeah, thank you very much oh, okay, for calling. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks okay, for calling. Okay, New Hamburg yeah. checking and in. Was Jock mm. a first-time caller, I wonder? No. No, no but we do have a first-time caller okay. from Crystal Beach. Oh, and nice. that's uh, near, well, it's, it's uh, on uh, Lake Erie. And so we're going to welcome, do you want to? Hello, first-time caller. It's probably Juana. I don't know. Will we better? Wanna? Hello. Good morning. Uh, hello. And, uh, I'm sorry, darling, but I, I cannot hear very well this uh, telephone that I have. You have to speak louder. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Well, mm. okay. The other option is ask your question and then hang up the phone and turn up your radio. Okay. The That's great. The question is I have cactus. And I'm going to go away to my country, and I asked a friend if she can take care of the cactus. At the first, she said yes, but now she called me and she said she cannot do that because cactus are bad luck, and I have no idea. <coughs> really? How long are you going away for? Two months. Okay. And is it a cactus that's prickly? I'm sorry? Is it sharp and prickly, the cactus? I, I cannot hear. Okay. All right. Tell you what. You hang up. Say bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> Thanks okay. for your call. <laughs> All right. Now, hopefully the radio is being turned up as we speak. Okay. What, what a great problem. A person who's going away for two months mm-hmm. and leaving a plant behind and looking for a plant babysitter. But somehow cactuses are bad luck. I didn't know that. That's news to me, too. Maybe somebody can call and tell us why, where that comes from. Yeah, Mm. or maybe we'll look that up, too. But you know what? Of all the plants you are ever going to leave at home alone, uncared for, Mm -hmm. that are likely to survive, is cactus. Because, think of them. They thrive. They, uh, they're uh, very yeah. tough plants. These are plants that live under very, what we would consider, adverse conditions for plants. So extremes are right up the alley of most of the cactus. Now, I'm assuming that this was a desert-type cactus, so mm-hmm. the, the prickly or spiny cactuses. They do store lots of moisture in the tissue. Uh, they have small root systems, and they're usually growing in a very uh, well-drained soil. So main thing is... Prior to going on the holiday, 
thorough watering mm. of this plant. Uh, don't have it sitting in a big bowl of water, but make sure the soil is very well moistened. And then what I would do is leave it in a spot in the house where it's not directly in a window, bright, bright window, but five, six feet away from the window so that it's in a bright spot but not direct sun. And make sure that the thermostat has been turned down so that the house is cool. <clears throat> the cooler it is, the less moisture is going to evaporate and also the less moisture the plant will use. And frankly, it's highly likely to survive two months with just a bright spot, cool temperatures. I'm talking, you know, 50 degrees, 10 degrees Celsius kind of temperatures and, uh, and no water other than that thorough watering to start. No fertilizer. Very good. Okay. okay. That was, you're right. It was a neat problem to have. Yeah. With, with that in mind. Uh, speaking of problem, my gosh, the time has come again for us to get exercising. To our exercises. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, do knee bends oh, okay. this time around. I don't yeah. want to hear any I'm, creaking. <laughs> no creaking going on here. No, no. Uh, I'm a Sierra Sale customer myself, so uh, let's uh, start doing knee bends here right now. Uh, yeah, here oh, we go. And he's not even creaking. That's good. Uh, no. Wow. Oh, oh, my belt caught in the back of the chair there. I'm like, Almost tipped over. <laughs> Disaster is looming. Somersaults. <laughs> Frank's just getting doing oh, his gymnastics in oh, here. That, that's two. Okay. And three. Okay. And I'm I'm continuing this as Charlie will extol the virtues of Sierra Hill. No, I just I can't believe oh, it. I'm in Lord. I'm in Shaw oh. at Arkansas. Shaw and Hawk. Either way. <laughs> Hurry up! I'm killing myself here. Sierra Hill is a completely natural mineral supplement that both Frank and I take on a daily basis, and it ensures that our joints stay limber and pain-free. Okay, you can relax I'll relax now. Uh, You've done a fine job, though. And uh, Frank is, yeah, he's demonstrating just how well CRSO works for him. Now, it is available in many health food stores. For example, Nature's Emporium in Newmarket carries Sierra Sill. You can buy it over the internet at sierrasill.ca or give the wonderful people in Vancouver a call, 1-877-JOINT-14. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And good morning from Frank Proctor as well, the sous chef of the garden, and the first voice you hear will be that of our uh, superb, what, producer of this show, I guess. Mr. James. Well, James Patrick Dooley. Dooley. James Patrick Dooley mm-hmm. will be there, yes. Superb, I like that. Yeah, and we've got a caller online, but just before that, you wanted to address the... Our, do cactus bring bad luck? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> we went to the Yahoo forum, and the answer to... Do cactus or can cactus bring bad luck to your home? What's the best answer? Only if they fall on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then there's the feng shui question. Now, of course, feng shui is all about the positioning of certain things within the home and the the surrounds of the the home to bring the best luck and the best spirits into your world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course... 
there is no such thing as good plants or bad plants in a feng shui setup. It's all about positioning and location. So cactuses, I don't know where that bad luck thing comes from, but I think it's just because for some people, they're a bit scary with all those prickles and spines and that sort of thing. Well, let's progress on then to yes, less prickly subjects. Hmm? Uh, from Brampton, Norm is on the line. Good morning, Norm. Good morning. Morning. You're not going to remember uh, my call, uh, Charlie, but last, early last June I called you because I had banana plants that have been growing for many, many years in the house that I could never get to grow taller than 18, 19 inches, even with, even with fertilizing them. Yes, actually, I uh, do. Shortly after my call to you, I threw caution to the wind. I said, I'm just going to put these in the garden and see how they do and? amongst the other plants. And uh, they just took off like crazy. <laughs> no and kidding. The three I put in the front yard grew to well over four feet, and the one in the back almost six feet, so it was happy in the backyard, uh-huh. and the uh, neighbors must have thought, this is an odd-looking house with banana plants growing in the front yard. But, uh, uh, so they were, I guess they were just restricted in those pots and, and stayed. Or, and restricted uh, probably even by light levels inside versus outside. Uh, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did dig deep holes and put uh, fresh bags of topsoil in nice. there so they wouldn't be you know, in clay or anything like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. that might have helped. I was surprised by the one in the backyard, you know, how tall it grew. It That's was great. Fairly shaded. It gets a late day sun, but uh, it's now they're all in the house, which is ridiculous. My daughter <laughs> took one off my hands because she has a, a, a nice floor-to-ceiling window apartment in downtown Toronto. Okay, great. She said, Dad, I'd love to have one of those. Mm. You know, it would set off my living room so well. So I said, well, you're welcome to it, you know. How did she so transport I, it? I didn't have the heart to let them die when the cold, so I dug them all up, put them in large pots, and now I've got them scattered around the house. But they're huge, absolutely huge. So I'm waiting for the six-foot one to give off bananas. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, mean, where did you originally get those banana plants? Uh, uh, um, uh, Home um, Home Depot, when it first changed names from... uh, um, Oh, way back. uh, From Aikenheads to... uh, to Home Depot, so that's telling you 20 odd. At least that's right. Gosh, ago. that's right. Sounds like yeah. a jungle at your place. You know, uh, you just... they give off a lot of those sucker plants, which I yeah. separate and give and yeah. give to people anyway. You yeah. know, and and they grow into plants on their own. You know, as well. That's great. No, the reason I asked when is because there was it wouldn't have been 20 years ago. It's maybe about 15 years ago. There was a banana that was introduced onto the Ontario horticultural market, and it was a hardy banana. Oh. And actually, for people in St. Catharines and you know Niagara on the lake they can actually leave them outside and with some protection they can survive the winter now of course not in the toronto area or or brampton we bring them indoors but unfortunately the likelihood of them flowering is super low you know flowering and producing fruit if i put them out again next summer being having the head start they've already got maybe i'll be lucky maybe give lots of sun though i get them i mean not right away but when you do get them outside slowly work them into as much sun as you can and you never know who knows i mean you might get some flowers and some fruit if if you do we expect another call, Norm. Uh, and photos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other thing, too, I should point I, I have cactus plants that I started from a little 99-cent ones at mm-hmm. A&P mm-hmm. Uh, well over 30 years ago. Wow. And I've had to separate that same plant over and over and over yeah. again. So I'm up to about seven or eight plants. They're all in the five, six-foot height. And I don't water them from November to March. Right. Exactly. 
So very good point. That goes back to our second caller there. Uh, She's going away for two months, and she's worried about her cactus. It was like, don't worry about it. I think they like a a, a drought for a while. Yeah, and particularly, like you say, in the winter, you know, that November to March Mm -hmm. time frame when the growth is slowed right down for all our plants. Light levels are low. There's just very little water being being used. So good for you. Well, you sound like quite the gardener. Oh, it's been a passion of mine uh, uh, since a little... um, Christmas cactus leaf fell off a plant in the biology class at school, oh. and it was no more than two little digits, and I took it home, and and I had it until I moved from the house and left it behind by mistake, and it was huge, and it would flower every Christmas time, you know? Oh, my gosh. They all started from two little digits to, like, this monstrous plant, you know? Yeah. So that, I think that was my first, my first experience with... Uh, uh, with plants was my grade nine biology class. Well, that's right. and and su- being successful, right? Doing yeah, something yeah. that's simple. I people say, you know, how do you do? I said, just don't make a big fuss over them. Yeah, <laughs> don't people... kill them with love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, so that's clever of you. Very good. And yeah. well, congratulations on all your successes. Keep, oh, thanks, Charlie. Keep Appreciate it up. It. Take care. Thanks, Thanks for Norm. checking in with us, uh, Norm. We should get Norm and Jock together. Y- yeah. Because Jock is a hibiscus grower, and he's obviously mm. pretty passionate about planting as well. He's, the two of them, you can just hear it, eh? Hearing yeah, their yeah. voices. The passion. Well, Good he, he calls. used the word passionate, you yep, know? Yep. So there you go, yep. as a lot of gardeners are. Now, let's see what what's on Howard's mind in Kitchener. Good morning, Howard. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning. Morning. I, uh, I, I, I must be Norm's. Maybe double. <laughs> I have about 67 or 68 plants in my house, and uh, ranging everything from citrus to cacti and so on. Wow. But my main question is, um, I'm wondering if, uh, if these Grolux bulbs, I used to have a fluorescent-type, growing-type bulb that I plugged in in the wintertime mm-hmm. over my plants many years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I destroyed it in moves or whatever, but um, do they work? These lamps that they sell uh, for growing purposes? Yeah, like grow lights. Okay, so we don't have any sun here anymore. (laughs) Oh, why? You're just facing north or something? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the sun here in Kitchener for a while, (laughs) (laughs) and I certainly don't see it this morning. That's true. It's very gray where we are as well. Yeah. Okay, well, no, you bring up a good point. I mean, it, it, at this time of year, we do get a lot of gray days and overcast days, and the light levels are much lower, the intensity yeah, of yeah. the sun. Now, well, my citrus trees particularly. I, I have fruit on my citrus trees, and yeah. they keep on dropping off. Right, and you're right. I do it's, the misting and everything else yeah. and, you know. All that stuff. And they do like a fairly warm temperature, and they like a certain amount of humidity, yes. and they like bright light. Yes. Now, yes. your question is, do these grow lights work? Yes. They work better than nothing, Oh. but they're still not the same as the sun. Nothing is as good, and all the mimicry is still just mimicking. You need natural sunlight. Well, yeah. for the best yeah. Yeah. light. And that fluorescent bulb, is that worth the, the price then, or no? Well, or could you use a, just a regular fluorescent no, you bet no, because well, see, it's all about the wavelengths. When you look oh. at white light, remember white light is yeah. made up of everything from red light to purple light, at, you know, at UV at the other end. So you've got yeah. and everything in between. Okay. Plants need all those different uh, wavelengths. The red at the one extreme being super important, and then the blue at the other end also being important, and then all the in betweens. So 
the, well, your best try them. yeah your best grow lights tend to be a little heavy on the red wavelengths okay. which is fine because again that just that's all about photosynthesis so okay. yeah I mean if you've if you've got like something like a citrus plant that really wants a bright uh, and you, you situation and you know the weather's not working for you or your windows aren't big enough or whatever yeah. it would be worth investing in a, a spotlight or okay. like you're saying a fluorescent and I might, putting might some of those highlight loving plants I near didn't it know if I wanted to spend the 35 or 40 dollars yeah. for the, for the lamp. Well, like I say, half long. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it will, it, it's probably will help with the dropping of the fruit. It'll probably help the fruit stay on the plants, yeah, which yeah. is, okay. might be worth it. <laughs> Alrighty, I <laughs> Want to make a lemon pie or something? <laughs> Thanks. Well, yeah, yeah, it, it, they're, they're looking pretty nice right now, I bet. Uh, but they're, they're so great. Out of the 40 flower. or 50 that were originally there, I've only got about 15 or 20 left. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So you, and and you. What about your temperatures? Do you keep your temperatures fairly warm during the day and cool yeah, at night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. it is a the uh, the cacti sure love the uh, the conditions because they grow like a son of a gun. I know. Well, they do love the cool at night for sure. I have five six feet now of cactus that that started out at two inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Well, that's great. So I love it. Three but anyway, passionate I, I was concerned gardeners. about uh, this fruit dropping off. I wanted to have at least one lemon on this. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Do you ever try a pebble tray below the citrus tree? Uh, meaning, you know, be a big tray of pebbles with the plant sitting on top and water. No, but I have, uh, I have uh, little containers of water here and there okay, throughout good. the room. Good. Yep. Yeah. In between all the plants and yep. here and there and everywhere. And sometimes when you when you group your plants together in groups, they share each other's uh, evaporation, if you will, or evapotranspiration. There's moisture coming off the plants, yeah. and they, they grouped together, they will share each other's uh, moisture that way as well, so ca- which better, can be good. Worse? Yeah, it's better to have yeah. them t- not well, not banged super close. Plants touching each other. Yep, that's fine. That's fine. Because my my uh, room is quite large, but mm-hmm. I, as I said, I have. All kinds of plants, including tomato plants and everything else growing with tomatoes. And that's everything. great. In the house. Yeah, that's right. And you're right about the misting. Keep your mister handy at all yes. times. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, yeah, I've got a lot of palm trees here that mm. I've grown from seeds that I brought back from, from Florida. Uh-huh. And some of them are getting pretty big, too. Well, all that stuff I missed. <laughs> frequently yeah. because that's their natural habitat you know the high humidity like the humidity that's right and our homes certainly aren't like that at all no. so no. you're and make sure exactly there's no drafts hot drafts or cold drafts yes. on any of the the tropical plants but particularly the citrus yeah i try to keep that down here yeah. okay yeah, that's I don't super even have the furnace blowing on them directly no exactly i, I get mean, the vents and so on the little vent deflectors yeah. from yeah. home depot or wherever the little yeah. magnetized yeah. things exactly. very good idea yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, thank you for your help. Hey, well, and thanks for your call. You take care. Okay, Howard. Take thank you, you so much. Thanks. All righty. I and love that, it. That's, uh, yeah, we've lots of positive uh, stuff going on here this well, morning. And it's so interesting. Like I think, you know, there are, these guys really need to get together. Jock, Norm, and Howard. Yeah. There's terrific troika right well, there. Well, that's right, yeah. and you can just hear it. They're both. They're all three of them growing tropical plants and and feeling obviously quite proud and passionate about what they're doing. So. I think a support group for tropical plant growers might be in order. Well, I'll leave you to arrange that <laughs> while I get prepared to ring the bell because we have a first-time caller ring coming up bell. in just moments. And from where she is calling, apparently there's lots of snow. So we'll tell you all those little details following these words on The Garden Show from AM740. 
don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor here, too, the holder of the bell, which I shall ring now. Holder of the bell. Uh, holder of the bell. Yes, indeed. And the ringer of the bell for Vicky in Aurora, where I understand, Vicky, you've got lots of snow up there. We do. Holy cow. Good, uh, morning. <laughs> Good morning. You out cross-country skiing this morning? Good morning. Pardon me? You out cross-country skiing this morning? No, I'm just sitting here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we have a plant, uh-huh. and it's about five or six feet around, and it has this great big uh, thick branches on it. They're green, and at the end of each branch, it's like a split leaf. And we have no idea what it's called. A neighbor was getting rid of it. Um, oh, and you rescued huge. it. You rescued it from the end of the driveway, did you? No, she passed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, when you say split leaf, there is a plant called a split leaf philodendron. Oh, this one, it's more like a palm leaf, and um, uh, it looks like a great big tropical spider. Wow. That doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> a five to six foot tropical spider in your house. Yeah. I don't know it's if I could sleep. <laughs> uh, but it, well, it could be some kind of a palm. Uh huh. Um, the leaf, the branches, um, the stems are very, very thick, and they're all very green. Oh, you know what? I bet you this is uh, and shiny. Shiny, yeah. Shiny leaves. And, yeah, exactly. And if you look at the bottom of the plant, it's got like this, almost like a bulb at the bottom, like this That's right. tuberous thing. Uh-huh. Okay. You can almost hear it growing. Yeah, and I just place. have to remember the name of it. You know what it is? It's an amazing plant. Oh, shoot. I will remember this, though. It's, um, it's a plant that was when I, back in the day when I worked at White Rose Nursery. So we're talking 15 years ago. This plant suddenly went into production in Florida as an indoor tropical plant. So because it had been around, but nobody thought it was anything special. And what was so cool about this plant is that you can't really kill it except by overwatering. And Mm -hmm. it will grow in low light or high light. It doesn't matter. You can put it in a window or in a corner. It will grow. It'll obviously grow faster in a brighter spot, but it will certainly survive in low light. And you see it in funny places. Mm -hmm. You'll see it in hotel lobbies where it's dark. Uh, You'll see it in elevator shafts. You know what I mean? Well, this is about a quarter of the living room. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so it's obviously a pretty happy plant. And Mm -hmm. I just have to try and remember the name of it. So you're going to have to leave that with me because I'm going to have to... Rack my brains. In the meantime, if you would like to take a photograph and send it to me, that okay. just to confirm, I will announce my email address just to right. encourage anybody who would like a plant identified to send photos. Well, do that. All right. Thanks, Vicki. Okay, thanks a lot. Stay warm. Great. And welcome <laughs> to the show, first timer. Yeah. Call again anytime. Well, uh, speaking of calls, we do have another call coming My in. My email address. Oh, I'm is... sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I just... <laughs> you know, my sous chef is just so focused. He just, he doesn't listen, he just focuses. That's... It's kind of a man thing, I think. I think so, yes. Okay, my email address, as I mentioned to Vicky, that I would tell Only her... seconds ago. <laughs> ...is my first initial C, so C dot Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at... 
mzmedia.com. So c.dobbin at mzmedia.com. The other thing is you can follow me on Twitter. I do have a very active Twitter account, very simple, at Charlie Dobbin, my entire name, Charlie Dobbin. There you go. Okay. Well, uh, we've gone the traditional route here of uh, someone using our phone lines to get a hold of you. Jesse by name. Well, we had a surprise little visit there just as we were expecting Jesse. Someone else came on, but let's get Jesse on the air. Good morning, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Yes, you have a great show. I listen to it every Saturday morning after the Dutch show. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Thank you. So, Charlie, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have amaryllis plants, mm-hmm. a few, three of them, mm-hmm. and they were, I put them in the garden shed after the winter, mm-hmm. and they grew very, very long leaves, uh-huh. uh, more than a meter high. Okay. Then I cut them off in September, and then I put the plants in the basement, mm-hmm. where it's dark and cool. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing anything. Now, do I replant them with new soil? No, I would leave them. Amaryllis want to be um, what would look like in a pot that's too small. <laughs> they like being really crowded in their pot. So if it's only been a year or two in that soil, I would leave them alone. They're oh. good for at least five or six years in the same soil. Yeah. But are they still in the basement or did you bring them up into no, the light? No, they're in the basement. Okay. Still. Yeah. If you want to wake them up, you've got to bring them. I cut them... off the leaves, eh? Yeah. You cut off the leaves back in September, right? Yeah. Okay. So they've been sleeping, if you will, uh, uh, dormant since September, which is fine. So September, October, November. Now is an excellent time to bring them upstairs, bring them into a sunny location, a, a window ledge, somewhere where it's bright. Water them once, once so that they're moistened, the soil is thoroughly moistened, and then leave them alone. Do not water again until you start to see some growth. You will see growth because you'll water the once and you'll have them in the light. Oh. Okay. Good. And then they will grow again? They will grow, and you would hope they will grow flowers. The challenge, they will always grow leaves. The challenge is to get them to flower again. Some people are very successful at that. Some people not as successful, like me. Uh, (laughs) We had had a caller last week, remember? Carol, I think it was Carolyn Pelgrave. She had, remember, she had all her amaryllis together in one pot. Like she's over the years have kind of put them all together in one big pot. And she said she had 75 blooms last year. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, let's get Carol on the line. She'll tell you what to do. Quite something. (laughs) Yeah. So she's kept hers over the years and just collected them. And, you know, as they needed to be repotted, she's kind of jammed them all together in one big pot. Uh-huh. And, That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that, too. Right. And she goes outside, like you said, she's outside in the summer with them, and they grow green leaves all summer, and then she forces them to go have a dormant period starting in September, just like you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Good luck with that, um, Jesse. I looked for you, not this year, but the year before, at the garden show downtown. Oh, at Canada Blooms? Yeah, Canada Bloom. And I walked around and around, and somebody said, yes, she's here. She's walking around with somebody. You should have, should have checked I the bar. I found you. 
<laughs> I'm always there. So you know what? If you you there is a show office. There's a sign on it. Yeah. There is a show office at Canada Blooms. You can always go in there, and they can page me or phone me or get a hold of me if you oh, want to yeah, find me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I am. I'm always there. Yeah. If I go again. Oh well, definitely go again. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be amazing this year. I'll be telling you all about Canada Blooms as we get closer. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Jesse. You're welcome. Yeah, have a great day, and, and thank you for joining doing us. This. Thank you. Okay, well, it's... you know, the subject matter of cactus or cacti have really been uh, prominent this morning on the show. That's going to continue because we're going to talk to Donna in Hamilton in just moments, Charlie. Right here on the Garden Show from AM seven forty Zoom and Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, from Hamilton, Donna is going to join the show right now. Good morning, Donna, and welcome along to The Garden Show. Hello. Good morning, Donna. Yeah, I have a comment about the cactus. Yes. Excellent. I have been growing cactus for several years. I've got all kinds of them. Mm -hmm. And in the winter, I put them right in the window, Mm -hmm. some south and some uh, west-facing windows, between the glass and the curtains. And they do really well. I hardly water them. Yeah, because it's cool there, yeah. It's very cool. And the bonus is I get lots of flowers in the spring. Yeah, because you're you're mimicking the conditions that they get in, in a real desert where it gets very cool at night and very hot and sunny during the day. Uh, so by putting them right in the window like that, where they're getting that cool night and that hot, sunny day, it's perfect. And I love the idea of flowers. Yeah, well, I, I started doing that years ago because where do you put them when you bring them in? Because I put them out every summer. Right. And uh, it, it just works really well. So the lady who's going away for two months... Yeah, All she has to do is put them right in the window. Yep. And okay, keep them cool. Keep them cool, and yeah, water before she goes. Yeah, so, I, very little water in the winter. That's right. They don't use a lot of water. And so, have you ever heard about cactus being bad luck? No, me neither. Yeah, she said she had somebody who was going to look after her cactus, and then the person changed their mind, said, "Oh, I can't take your cactus into my house. It's bad luck." Well, it's like you said, the bad luck is when you're trying to transplant or transport them and you get your finger stuck with prickles. That's right. That's the only bad luck I've had. I know, the when they hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you called. And I hope it's, it, her name was spelled Juana, but I'm sure it was pronounced Juana. 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 Yeah, I think you're and, right. Um, and she said she's going back to her country. Maybe Mexico is her country, hard to say. But uh, bottom line is I hope she's listening still. And hearing what you're saying about how easy it is to care they for cactus. so easy. Exactly. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way you can kill a cactus is with too much love That's and too right. much water. That's right. Oh, mine are beautiful. They flower every spring. That's good to hear. And are any of them fragrant? Um, not that I've noticed because I put them outside and oh, okay. I just enjoy looking enjoy. at them. Yeah, because they're great flowers, usually mm-hmm. very showy. Neat. Well, thank you, Donna, Thanks for joining us, Joanna. You're welcome. Affirming Appreciate all that's been said, really, about cacti. This yes. Way. And, you know, that might be a good plant for you, actually. Yeah. Because, that would, yeah, I could, wouldn't be able to kill it very easily. No, you'd only kill it with too much love. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be the hard thing. Because, yeah, it's, they're just the best plant for people that they like the idea of having green plants, but they don't like the idea of having to hover and fiddle and diddle and do a lot of work. Now... Uh, speaking, you have in your, yes. Speaking of s- such an excellent segue, listen to this email. 
Hi, Charlie. I enjoy listening to the banter between you and Frank on a Saturday morning. The hour seems to go by so quickly. Could you please tell me the best houseplants to take toxins from the air in our home? And this is from Beverly in Brampton. So, Good question. Really good yeah. question. Now, of course, where, where are toxins coming from in the air in your home? Sometimes we don't realize that toxins are coming from things that we've taken for granted, like our rugs, carpets. Uh, it's that off-gassing. Even the paint on the walls mm-hmm. can have volatile off-gassing. You bring home clothes from the dry cleaners, believe it or not, off-gassing. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Printed material, sometimes depending on the, the ink that they've used, can put toxins into the air. I know in an office situation, the photocopy room, <laughs> you know, it's full of all kinds of really bad, really bad toxins. So what plants will actually, believe it or not, literally absorb those toxins from the air? Number one plant, easiest plant in the world to grow, spider plant. Oh. Right? You know what that yeah, plant yeah. is with the green and white mm-hmm. They drip stripes. over the... Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They grow and the little babies come off and they look like little spiders when they come off. So spider plant is a great hanging basket. Low light or high light. They do just fine. Boston ferns. Excellent plant for removing toxins. Now, not as easy of a plant to grow. It likes a humid environment, uh, bright but not direct sunlight, lots of misting. Um, so Boston fern, like a little, little more challenging mm-hmm. than a spider plant. English ivy, easy, easy plant to grow, nice hanging basket, trails down. Uh, areca palm. Areca palms are not too hard to grow as long as you've got a bright spot. A bright window, they grow tall, but they add a lovely gracefulness to the room, uh, you know, a real uh, nice feel. Golden pothos, again, a, a trailing plant. Golden pothos has a heart-shaped leaf, and it's kind of got a oh, mar- yeah. okay. marbleized look to it, greens and mm-hmm. yellows and whites. And uh, that's a great one. Aloe vera. That'd be a good one oh, for you. Oh, yeah, because if I burn myself, I can get that aloe right on the Exactly. Or so it's yeah. like a cactus. It's mm-hmm. a succulent. It takes very little water, just wants a bright light, and is handy in case you do any kind of burning, uh, even a sunburn. Aloe vera is great. Uh, so that's a great one for removing toxins. Um, and there's a few others. that Snake plant, marginata, Dracaena marginata, peace lilies, easy to grow. So, Excellent question. Thank you for that yeah, email. Thank you. And there's some good plant suggestions. Anybody want to give a Christmas present to somebody who wants to clean their air? And you know what? Is. We've got to scoot. We do. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, James. Couldn't do it without the both of you and the great callers. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.